Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done. But don't worry, because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to help you unwind and sleep harder than all-star voters slept on Bam Adebayo. Sleep PM, bath salts, fuse, superior CBD and melatonin with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience and give you the relaxation you desperately deserve. And to make it even easier for you to relax, regroup and recharge, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com. The promo code's NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. In today's show, I'm looking back at Tuesday in the NBA Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is also brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app. Follow me at Josh Lloyd 48, Josh Lloyd 48. I'm going to be doing a live show Friday afternoon, I think at this point. I'll tweet out more details then. You can get in. It's an audio only social media sports app. Download the Locker Room app today. Guys, let's talk about the action across the NBA because there was a lot of it. There was uh, only only seven games, but still a lot happened in those games. So let's talk about them now. The first one we look at, the Utah Jazz beat the Boston Celtics 117-109. Rudy Gobert, another strong game. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 16-12 with four blocks, while Mike Conley had 17-1-5, and, and another really poor field goal percentage night from Donovan Mitchell. 21 points, five assists, and three threes, so the counting stats are good. But over the last two weeks, Mitchell is the 111th-ranked player because the shot is really falling off. Now, this is, again... He still never been a top 40 fantasy player. He's 51st this season. Um, the assists have been better. The free throw attempts have been better, but his field goal percentage has been worse. And we're really seeing that create an issue at the moment. Jordan Clarkson matched him 38% on 16 attempts. He had 20 points with five threes. It's good, good to see more of that volume from Clarkson, though, which had been lacking, while Ingles had 14 and five. I think Joe is still more of that stream 12 teamer than a must roster. Uh, not a great night from Royce O'Neill or Boyan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich had 12 and six, but 33% shooting. Again, keeps him outside the top 150 this year. Only 19 fantasy points there as well from Bogdanovich, while Royce O'Neal, six points, two steals, two threes. Like he can be a 12-team league guy. It's very low upside. He's fine. Points leagues, don't worry about Royce O'Neal. Not, not the guy for you in that scenario. The Celtics, no Tristan Thompson. He's in the health and safety protocols. So they decided to start Shemi Ojale. So they didn't go to Marcus Smart, who must still be dealing with some sort of minutes restriction. Ojale went scoreless in 19 minutes. That was never going to be good for anybody. While Kemba Walker had 16-2-5 with two steals. Good game for Kemba in 34 minutes. But remember, he's probably going to sit Wednesday, given it's a back-to-back. Jalen Brown, great to see the field goals back up. 28-5-7, two steals and a block. That's awesome. While Tatum had 29-6-3 with three steals and four triples. And with uh, Thompson out, we got 26 minutes of Daniel Tice and 26 minutes of the Rock DJ. Tice had 15-11. 
11, and 6. Great numbers. Short-term, 12-team value for sure. Rob Williams, the Rock DJ. Only 22 minutes, but 14 and 9 in two blocks. Absolutely 100% a must-roster player. He is, in 20 minutes a night, the 34th-ranked player over the last two weeks. 30 fantasy points there for Williams as well. Um, yeah, he's going to continue, hopefully, to get 20-plus minutes every game here while Thompson's out, Thompson's out, and hopefully we can get him to stick over 20 minutes. But he is a guaranteed uh, must-roster player, and I'm not saying he's going to remain a guaranteed top 70 guy or anything like that, or even whatever he is now, top 40. That's probably not likely, but he is a must-roster player. Marcus Smart struggled. I'm still holding Marcus Smart. I'm buying very low. 5-4 and four with a 3 in 25 minutes. He is obviously better than that. And I'll tell you what, Jeff Teague is not better than that. Jeff Teague is not good. Um, nine minutes, zero points. I hope they don't start him. I hope they put Marcus Smart in to start in place of Kemba. Teague should literally not be in the rotation at all, but name brand value, it means a lot to NBA coaches. And again, it's another questionable rotation decision that Brad Stevens has made this season. And I've been pretty critical of Stevens at times this year, and that's another one of those where I am critical of him. Let's move on to the next game. And holy shit, the C-parter, Moses Brown, 30 minutes, 20 points, 16 boards, five blocks. You, you got to add him. Now, there was no Al Horford, Darius Baisley. They're the two major ones that impact him in this one. No Lou Dorp. That doesn't really impact that much. But Horford's going to miss time. He's going to miss every back-to-back or one game of every back-to-back and some other rest thrown in there. He might get a fake injury. He might get a real injury. I don't think he's traded. But Brown is going to get, you would think, 17 minutes a night minimum um, and then push up to 28, 29 minutes a night on games where... Uh, Horford is out. Uh, he's a must-roster player. You've got to add him and see where it goes. Isaiah Roby was good as well. and that, This is part of the issue, though, is trying to figure out Moses Brown, Isaiah Roby, um, Alexei Pokyashevsky, Darius Baisley, Al Horford. How the hell do they all fit into the mix with minutes? Now, Poku can play the three. Baisley is probably better as a three. He can play the three. But then you've got, where does Dort fit? Now, Dort can move down to the two, and that's where Shea plays. And where does Shea move? Down to the one. But Maladon and Jerome are playing well. So despite this team being terrible, there's a lot of guys they need to give minutes to. And that is the concern with Roby. Now, on days like this, you add Roby and you enjoy it. 11 and 5, two steals and two blocks, much like you do with Moses Brown. But there will be some down performances from Brown and from Roby for sure. And we saw a down performance from Pokyshevsky, who had four points in 29 minutes on 22% shooting. Now, I still like Pokyu quite a bit. I don't know why I call him Poku. Uh, Poku quite a bit, Pokyshevsky. Uh, I would have Brown over him in a 12-team league, but yeah, Pokyshevsky still can be a back-end 12-team league guy, but he's probably more 14 to 16 at this stage. Shea had 21 points. Only one rebound and one assist is pretty disappointing, while the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams, he was excellent in this game, I thought. 14-5-4 and four in 24 minutes, but there is a real risk that he's not in the rotation when Horford, Baisley, and Dort all return, and even getting Svee into that rotation, who didn't play today. There's a chance that Williams doesn't play for this team. I liked what I saw from Ty Jerome, 11 points, 3 assists, a steal on a block, 29 minutes, while the salt flake, Theo Maladon, had 8 points in 32 minutes. Uh, Maladon is a drop in 12s and probably 14-team leagues. Jerome is a watch in 12-team leagues and 14-team leagues. He's a nice deeper league ad. Justin Jackson remains one of the worst rotation players in the NBA, and he definitely won't have minutes when everyone returns. For the Bulls. They changed the starting lineup at second half. Wendell Carter Jr. started over Thad Young. He played 13 second half minutes, Carter. Um, in fact, closer to 14 minutes. Nine and nine. So I, I want to hold because I want to see what the Bulls do next game. Now, Thad Young did what he's been doing all year. 
22 minutes, but ridiculous numbers. 17, 9, and 6 with two steals on 27 usage. I never thought I'd see a high-ass usage Thad Young who passes. That is just not what we've seen literally ever from Thad Young, but he's been great, so I don't drop him. Levine had 40 points in 31 minutes. He was amazing, while Tomas Sadoransky, 31 minutes, 13, 2, and 7, three steals. I hereby... I'll try again. I hereby... Why can't I speak? What's wrong with my voice? I hereby anoint Tomas Sataransky a must-roster player. I need like some sort of sound drop for that. Um, yeah, you've got to add Sataransky at this stage and um, and just see where it goes because he, he is actually good and those numbers are good. Lowry Markkinen, I think he's a massive sell high for Markkinen. 20 points, 22 points, three threes, five rebounds, two blocks. And someone put a comment on the Basketball Monster page about Markkinen. You've got to update his projection. So I went in to have a look. He's shooting 41% from three and 64% on twos. Now, these are, he shot 34 from three last year, 36 in his first two years. His two pointers were at like 51, 52%. So, unless he's just had this massive, massive shooting improvement, he is riding a hot streak. It's 18 games, so it's not huge. He is riding a massive hot streak, and it could fall off. Now, people really buy into Markinen. I love him. He's a shooter. Ryan Anderson, Dirk Nowitzki, you know, all the great white shooters. And he can be a great option, but he offers very little else. He did block two shots here. But I just worry that there is a fall-off coming in some degree with some of this shooting. Uh, Kobe White, uh, yeah. Get that garbage out of here! Kobe White wowed us with like four game, four weeks of good action last year. And I thought, yeah, look, he, he's, he's a worthy draft guy. I have some concerns about his efficiency, but he's going to play a ton of minutes and get a ton of usage, even though yeah, I stressed ad nauseum that I don't believe that he's a starting NBA point guard. Well, he's been much worse than I anticipated, and he's back to what he was like at the start of last year. Four points, three assists, two steals, 29% shooting. If he's going to get 27, 28 minutes instead of 33 minutes, you can't bother with that in 12-team leagues. You can't. He's 125th ranked player. In 33 minutes, and it's uh, it's going down, and he's uh, yelling timber. I reckon you can get rid of him. While well, Patrick Williams, the inconsistency in this bloke. Two points, 11%. He's a rookie. I understand that. He's very young, but this is why we can't look at him, even when he has those big games, as a must-roster 12-team league player. He's very, very far from that. He's more must-roster 16-team with maybe some 14-team just salt bait on top of that. Otto Porter, please. No one has him in 12-team leagues, surely. Yeah, Otto Porter. Get that garbage out! Which is sad because I like Otto Porter, but he has uh, not been good for a little bit of time here. Guys, Locker Room. I'm joining it. You should too. Locker Room is the audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use, and you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's purple, perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, whatever. So we're doing this right across the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Once a week, I'm going to do a Locker Room show. You can get in there, get up on stage, chat to me as well. At this point, we'll probably schedule them for Friday afternoons. I will tweet out details about that, but go and follow me at Josh Lloyd 48 on locker room and then you'll get notifications when I do go live over there so you can join in that conversation with me and you can have a chance to be featured uh, in my locker room shows get up and, and have a chat to me talk to other sports fans over there as well you can start conversations you can join ongoing conversations watch games together go over there Friday afternoons is the plan for locked on fantasy basketball over on locker room now all you need to do is download the locker room app it's free in the iOS app store create a profile link to your Twitter and join the locked on fantasy group you, you'll find me over there I haven't created that group yet but it will be there soon follow me at Josh Lloyd 48 to be notified when that room goes live and then when we go live on, on Friday afternoons you can come in bring your spiciest takes and chat to me over on Locker Room. So that's Locker Room and follow me, Josh Lloyd 48.
Guys, Bluetooth is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. These tablets, Bluetooth tablets, they combat all forms of erectile dysfunction and they can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. The process is simple. You sign up at bluetooth.com and you consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Bluetooth Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable, much easier to take than swallowing a tablet. Bluetooth's chewable tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Guys, I am a pharmacist, so I can tell you that Sildenafil Denafil and Tadalafil, they work fantastically well for ED. Unbelievable results. And Bluetooth is going to be able to get these two at a fraction of the cost. So we've got a special deal for all listeners. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is Locked On to receive your first month free. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring this podcast. All right. Let's move on to the next game. We've got the Atlanta Hawks and the Houston Rockets. No Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Onyeka Okongwu, although amazingly, Hunter looks like he's going to return uh, later this week, which is really, really stunning to me. Uh, Reddish is still out for multiple weeks. But again, the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! Actually, you know what? Hands on his cock because he's going off. 34 minutes, 29 points, five triples, six rebounds, one steal, one block. Of course, hands on his cock with consent. Um, But Nate McMillan loves this bloke. The absence of Capella is helping him. He's a must-add. He is. Hold on to your own dicks, if you have them. The 25th-ranked player in the last two weeks. What? What's going on? It is helping the Capellas out, but he was cutting into Collins' playing time. He is a guy to grab. As for the Baptist... 20 and 10, four blocks. That's a great game from John Collins. But again, his big games tend to come when he plays at center. We have seen this time and time again. And Capella and Okong were out, so every minute came at center, pretty much. Big numbers. Now, is that a sell-high moment for Collins? Maybe. But what if he gets traded to another team that needs him to play good minutes at center? So while it could be a sell-high if you get blown away, otherwise it's just a hold to see what happens. Tone Snell, 15 points with five threes, while Fanta Pants, Kevin Herter, did have to go to the locker room, but came back, had 16, five, and three with three steals and three threes. He is a 12-team league guy, but I'm uh, sorry to report that Bogdan Bogdanovich isn't. Seven points in 20 minutes for Bogdan, two assists. I know he's still getting back from injury, but I just don't see it. I don't see him being a must-roster guy. Nathan Knight, the big fella. Love what this guy, love what he's bringing. 15 and three, 22 minutes, a great deep league ad. Even like, say, 16-teamers, while Capella, shit, even as a absolute stretch in a 12-team league, if you stream Nathan Knight in on the Knights of Capella's out, I don't think you'd be disappointed. 15-3 and three with 1-3 one, and 1 block. Trey Young had 13-3 and 14. I think he had 10-10 and 10 in the first half. So it went easy there. Now let's go on to the Rockets. Victor Oladipo played 41 minutes, had 34 points with 5 assists, and amazingly shot 65%. A huge game from Oladipo. That's awesome. 41 fantasy points. Kevin Porter played 41 minutes. Had 22-4-8. and eight, And, guys, he had a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. He is really stuffing the stat sheet. He's the 43rd ranked player so far this season. There's been a lot of things working in his favor. No Wall, no Wood, no Gordon, no House, no Tucker in pretty much any game that he's played and no Oladipo in some of them too. But he is still putting up really good numbers. He's had one bad one in there, but this was excellent. He is obviously a must-roster player. Um, I didn't think he'd be this good. You know, 
easily for me to admit that. I got no problem saying I didn't expect him to be this good. I also didn't expect every friggin' domino to fall all at the one time for him to come in and play 41 minutes in a game. You know, his fourth game of the season or whatever it was. I didn't expect that to happen. But big numbers for Kevin Porter. Well, Kenyon Martin Jr., yeah, not great, but 34 minutes, seven and five, two blocks. I, I still think he can be worthy of a 12-team spot. I'd probably rather Moses Brown, but there's going to be paths opening up for Kenyon to play big minutes. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate was excellent. Now, he had been trending down a little bit, but 25, 6, and 6, four threes are still on a block. He is a 12-team league option, I think, with how he's playing. Uh, and again, it helps with so many guys out. The general, Justin Patton, struggled. They went small a lot, 2 and 4 in 18 minutes. He's going to lose every single bit of his value when Christian Wood returns. So he's a clear, I think, 12-team league drop, despite being a top 100 player over the last two weeks because he's just not going to get those minutes. Mason Jones chipped in nine points in 17, while Sterling Brown, 11 boards. But what Brown is, is he's a threes and steals guy. Watch to see where what his role looks like. It could be really strong on this team. But again, Wall, Wood, House, all got to come back, and they're going to eat into these guys' time. It's going to eat into Patton's time. Anthony Lamb will get out of the rotation. Brown will lose a bit. Martin will lose a bit. Yeah. Porter and Tate lose a bit in terms of usage and minutes as well. Uh, Brown had two steals, two threes, 11 boards in this game. Really strong numbers. He's more of a 16 to 14 team league player than a uh, than an absolute must roster guy. But really, again, good numbers from him in this matchup. Let's move on to the next one. It is the New York Knickerbockers going down to the Sixers, 99-96. Nerlens Noel, ooh, 26 minutes, 6 and 8, 1 steal, 4 blocks. Very hard to understand what's going to happen with him on a game-to-game basis. I think you just have to hold until Mitch Robinson comes back, but it's good to see him play the 26 while Taj Gibson played just the 20 minutes. I think that if you do want to take a flyer on a Moses Brown, say, and if you want to drop Noel, I think that I could get behind that. The double royal, Julius Randle. Nineteen and fifteen with eight assists, inefficient, very inefficient in fact, but good numbers nonetheless. While Emmanuel quickly, twenty-six minutes as the starter, did seem to have some injury issues with his groin slash hip. Thirteen, one and three. Again, I would really attempt to sell high in a dynasty league. I'm not as high on him as others are. And what happens when Peyton and Rose return in terms of his role is very much up in the air. So here's a twelve-team hold for now. I'm not convinced that it lasts. Rowan Barrett Jr., after I praised him on the Sell High show today saying he'd improved his shooting, he went out and shot 41 from the field and 43 from the line. In fact, I think I said this exact thing, saying he's been so inconsistent and he's shooting so unbelievably well, he's going to go through a stage where he shoots 18% from three. I think I said something along those lines. Well, in fact, he went um, zero of one from three. Uh, hit 44% of his twos and butchered his free throws. So just back to back to the old stuff. And this is again what I just what I stress so much with Barrett is when two of his best three fantasy categories over the last month were field goal and free throw percentage, areas where he's notoriously been horrible. Brace yourself for a drop off. He played a lot of minutes and 17 and 8 is nice, but that that, that hurts. That, those free throws especially, they they really do hurt. And we saw that there. Well, Obi Toppin just clinging to life with seven minutes. He is. Uh, I, I don't. How harsh do I want to be? He's not good. Maybe he's going to become good, um, but he is not good at this point. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers side of things. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Excellent. 30 points, four threes, six rebounds, one steal, two blocks. Great stuff. Seth Curry, another big game. Seth with uh, Embiid out is rolling 20 points and four threes. While Dwight Howard, really nice stuff from Dwight. Of course, you've got to deal with the bullshit with his free throws, but 11 and 12 with three blocks is solid. While Tone Bradley, just the seven rebounds. I think Howard is going to be the option there over Bradley. 
Um, Thibel, the painter, one steal, three blocks. Only 18 minutes, but just continuing to bring defensive brilliance pretty much every game that he's out there. While Shake Milton, man, he is, uh, he's actual trash. And maybe that's harsh on the bloke, but man, he is struggling. Two points in 19 minutes. Mate, give all these minutes to Tyrese Maxey. Maxey is a better player or will be a better player than him real quick, real quick. Um, yeah, not not liking what I'm seeing from him. Dan, Dan Green dropped in four steals in a block. Him and Thibault combined for five steals and four blocks as guards. Eh, that's some pretty wild shit from those two. All right. Built Bar. It's back. Yes, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar. You know that we've been telling you about Built Bar for ages. Well, I've been telling you about Built Bar for ages. It is the best tasting protein bar you can find. Here's my Built Bar, my favorite, the coconut bar. Um, and now, because we're in March, it is time for Built Bar Madness. These are the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bars with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. Today's matchup is Coconut Almond versus Peanut Butter Brownie. I have to go with Coconut Almond there. I, I cannot live with myself if I don't. So go to BuiltBar.com slash pages slash brackets to vote or go to bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember, you can use your promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. All right, next game. Let's take a squiz at that one. We are looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers going down to the Miami Heat, 113-98. Larry Nance Jr., better game from him, 38 minutes without Kevin Love, 14-9-4 with a triple one. It remains a 12-team league guy. And Jarrett Allen, he struggles really, uh, he's struggling a lot at the moment, 8-10 in 27 minutes, while the Padawan Colin Sexton, it was bad Colin Sexton, 21 points is nice, but one rebound. Three assists, 41%. That's not great. Well, Darius Garland struggled with the shot, 11-1-3. I am still holding Garland. Many of you will want to drop. I am still holding him. Isaac Okoro had 10 points, which is one of his better offensive outings, but very little else there. While uh, Chetty Osman, the discman, had eight, three, and seven assists with two steals. So pretty good night overall from Osman. Big game from JaVale McGee, too. 16-18 and 18 with one steal and two blocks. I do not expect uh, JaVale McGee to be on this team in two weeks' time. For the Heat, they welcomed back Bam Adebayo. 14-9-6 in 30 minutes with two blocks, but very interestingly, now Bam only played 30 minutes, but Kelly Olenek played 35. 17-8, four assists, three steals, and two blocks. Uh, you have to add Kelly Olenek. If you haven't, now you probably should have added him to run through the Bam Adebayo scenario when Adebayo was out, but he played 35 with Bam back. You've got to add him, and then we've got to see what happens when it falls off. But now I told you to hold on to your dicks before, I don't even know what to tell you to hold on to now. Kelly Olynyk in the last two weeks is the 12th ranked player. Yeah, got to add him. Dunk Robinson hit four threes. Nice three-point streamer. Well, uh, Kendrick Nunn. Get that garbage out of here! Now, when I use that drop, I'm not saying the players are garbage, except in this one specific case, because Kendrick Nunn is garbage. Get him out of here. 10 points, five rebounds in those 24 minutes. He can be dropped in 12 and 14 team leagues, while Tyler Hero stunk. 15 points in 31 minutes. 
uh, 32 minutes, in fact, on 31% shooting. Not much else there. I am still barely holding Hero in 12-team leagues, um, but I'm not feeling super confident about it. Interestingly, Casey Okpala played 24 minutes and Andre Iguodala played nine. Now, that's probably because it was a back-to-back, but it's interesting to note, nonetheless, Precious Achua out of the rotation, and with Alinek playing these minutes, I think they'll just go with Adebayo and Alinek playing all the center minutes. And Precious, who started out the season so well, and not someone I was super high on heading into the draft, I think, uh, well, it appears that the Heat are souring a little bit on where he sits in his development. Well, on to the next game. Um, Yeah, mate. How did the Pelicans lose this? They were up 17 with about five minutes left, and they fouled Damian Lillard with about two seconds left, sending him to the line. And, uh, yeah, he wins it on uh, on some free throws. Wow. Uh, Eric Bledsoe with a foul. Lillard gets 50 points. Just, I don't know how they... I don't know how. I don't know how it happened. How did they lose that game? That was some absolute wildness to see that, uh, to see that final score. Um, yeah, craziness. Uh, Zion Williamson for the Pelicans. 30 points, 8 assists, 6 of 6 from the line, 67 from the field. Unstoppable. Lonzo Ball, 11 points, 18 assists and 2 steals. Really good. But I think we've got to talk about Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who had another big game. 20 points, 6 triples, 5 rebounds. Now, he is a little bit of the empty scorer type. The steals, a steal, a block, 5 rebounds, nice. He's not an assist guy, obviously. 54% shooting. He's a high-usage player. He's playing better than Eric Bledsoe. Could he start at some point? I don't know. He's at least a 14-team league watch or add. Wouldn't do it in 12s just yet, but this was good. Josh the Hitman Hart had 16 and 9. He's fine for 12s, while Brandon Ingram, disappointing to 7 of 10 from the line, but still 30 and 6 with three threes is pretty good. Steven Adams, you can uh, you can drop him. Get that garbage out of here! Four points in 25 minutes and bled, so let's do the same. Oh, where's my button? I've lost it already. Bledsoe had 11 and 4 in 27 minutes, including that foul to lose the game. Disappointed in only 9 minutes for Kyra Lewis, or Jackson Hayes, who'd been playing well. It didn't do too much here. 4 and 19, 4 points in 19 minutes, but just an unbelievable meltdown for the Pelicans to lose that game, uh, 124-125. You, you, you couldn't believe that that could happen, realistically. Pelicans games are wild. On to the Blazers. Lillard had 50 points in 41 minutes with 6 threes and 10 assists on 65% shooting and 18 of 18 from the line. That is just a ridiculous performance. While Gary Trent Jr. Nice, Gary! 22 points in 32 minutes with 3 threes and 2 steals. Now, Trent is outside the top 170 this year. He's played 31 minutes a night and started a bunch of games without CJ McCollum. But this was great from him. Now, he he has been a droppable player. If you've still got him, you, you try and trade for any top 100 guy you can, anything, because this is a fluky performance. Seven of seven from the line, he doesn't do. Two steals, not likely. 60% shooting, get out of here. Um, and of course, he had three rebounds and one assist, so you try and trade after this. Covington had the three steals and two blocks with three threes. Um, yeah, he was on my sell high video. He's the 14th ranked player over the last two weeks. Nurkic returning is going to drop the block uh, upside there. Well, CJ McCollum, I buried the lead a bit. He returned. Now, he was um, uh, understandably rusty. 26 minutes only, 10 points, 27% shooting. Now, I have been at pains to say, I don't think he'll be as good as he was to begin the year. Now, that doesn't mean that this is what we expect, 27% shooting. 10, 4, and 2. So just got to have some patience with him. He blocked a shot. He had two threes, but it's just good to see him back out there. Derek Jones Jr., only 18 minutes. He is going to lose playing time with CJ coming back. I could see them going with CJ and Gary Trent a lot, um, and Jones losing a ton. 10 points with two threes, 100% shooting, but no rebounds, no assists, no steals, and no blocks. Shout out to 
Tony Snell. Nasir Little playing over Rodney Hood. 18 minutes for Nasir, while just 11 minutes for Rocket, while Anthony Simons out of the rotation again. He's uh, He had that little burst where he played well, and then he's completely dropped off, while Rodney Hood has been an absolute shell of himself returning from the Achilles injury. All right, now on to the last game of the day. The Timberwolves go down to the Lakers, 121-137. Big game from Carl Anthony Towns. 35 minutes, 33 usage, which is awesome. 29, 6, and 7 assists. One steal and two blocks. I had hopes of these games more often under Chris Finch. This is impressive. He's had a couple of struggles. This is really good. If you are one of those people who's worried about a shutdown, uh, I'm not as worried about that as everyone would know. I do think there is a chance that his wrist could require some more issues or some surgery. I think that is a real issue when we get to May. Um, But this is the game that you sell high on after. Ravishing Rick Rubio, 19-12 assists, three steals, 73% shooting. No McLaughlin, no Russell. Great game from him. He won't remain must roster, but for now he is. While Jalen Noel, another really strong night. 78th ranked player over the last two weeks, 13 points in 28 minutes, two blocks. He does have some short-term value, especially as a streamer, um, and you can even use him as a 12-team league guy. Tone Edwards, Goose, 38 minutes, 29 points for Anthony Edwards. Not a lot else there, but 50% shooting is excellent on 22 attempts. Four of six from the line doesn't really cut it, and there's a few issues with the peripheral stats, but really good stuff from uh, from Goose, who is now a top 50 player over the last two weeks, really rolling. I still think he's a bit of a sell high because usage will come down when Beasley and Russell return. It has to, but for now, he's putting up big numbers. Now, the fact that they've introduced Juancho Hernan Gomez into the power forwards uh, mix is really nuking any value for Jared Vanderbilt and for Jaden McDaniels. 23 minutes for McDaniels for five points. Vanderbilt, eight and five in 20 minutes and five points for Hernan Gomez in 20. It's also meaning Jake Lehman has lost a ton of value, four points in 16 minutes. He's still blocked two shots, but he's only a very, very, very deep league guy. While Josh Kogi continues to suck. He is actually really bad. Um, for the Lakers. LeBron James. 25-12-12 and 12 on a back-to-back for LeBron. He was excellent. While the table, Montrez Harrell was on my sell-high show today. 25-4-6 with a steal and a block. 69% from the field. Giggity. Um, no Gasol. Now, now, Davis isn't coming back for a long time, but Gasol is the one that's the impact for me because we saw them playing 24 minutes each when Gasol was healthy. So if you can get a top 50 guy back from Harrell, and he is top 40 over the last two weeks, you do it. Big game from Taylor Horton Tucker. I do like his dynasty upside. Hard to see him maintaining 12-team type value, but top 150 over the last two weeks, 16-7-4 and four can be a stream option. Schroeder had 16 with seven assists, while Damian Jones had eight points in 17 minutes. He won't last in the rotation. Markeith Morris had 12-7, and seven, and the future MVP, Kyle Kuzma, 16 points in 26 minutes. Someone asked me to explain what the uh, genesis of the future MVP nickname was. It was after his summer league and preseason in the first four weeks or so of his NBA career, Everyone was talking about how unbelievable he was, and I was saying, guys, he's never going to shoot this well. He's never going to be this good as he is in this time period. And people, no, nah, man, Josh, you're wrong. Look how the Lakers unearthed the start. He's going to be awesome. He's going to be a future MVP. And that's what I said. All right, cool. He's the future MVP now. Obviously, that isn't the case, and that's why I use that uh, sarcastically. Not much else to really talk about, I think, from this game. Uh, just a pretty comfortable win in the end for the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's look at the top ads over the last 24 hours. Pokyashevsky up 28%. 
I can see people dropping him after today, um, especially if Baisley and Horford return. But yeah, it was worth adding. Moses Brown up 16%. He's going to go up again. He is a guy that I would add in all 12-team leagues. And same with Tomas Sadoransky up 16%. Add him in 12s as well. Emmanuel quickly up 14%. Not really sure where this is going to go. He was a bit disappointing. I would hold, but he is going to be a pretty quick drop uh, once we see what happens next game. And then Kenyon Martin Jr. up 11%. I am still holding him in 12-team leagues for now. In terms of drops, TJ McConnell down 13 percent makes sense. Kendrick Nunn down 9%, of course. Derek Jones Jr. down 8%, clear drop. Muxy Kleber down 7 Yeah, I'm still holding in 12-team leagues. And Carter Williams down 7%. I'm still not as ready to jump off of Carter Williams. Yes, I know the percentages can be an issue, but Cole Anthony's not coming back in a hurry. I don't know when the hell Evan Fournier is returning. Carter Williams is going to get a lot of minutes, so I'm still holding him in a lot of cases. Your monstrous line of the night was Damian Lillard, and your rookie of the night was Jay Sean Tate, the wild thing, who is actually a top 90 player over the last month, Tate. Some really good numbers, fueled by some good field goal percentage, but it's realistically what's happened to him recently is steals have spiked. 1.7 steals over the last 12 games, which have pushed him into that top 90. And then if we go and have a look at the top 20, top 10 players rostered in 50, 50% of leagues or less in our advanced metric, Moses Brown, Talked about him as a must roster. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, he's a watch guy, a 14-team league ad. JaVale McGee, not interested. Tony Snell, not really interested. Isaiah Roby, yeah, 12 to 14-team league guy. Number six is the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams, who was really good today, but I don't really know what we see from him moving forward. Seven is Sterling Brown, who's going to have some real value on Wednesday as well. Number eight, Reggie Bullock, who's rostered nowhere. I think he can help people in 14 or 16-team leagues. Number nine, Jalen Noel, who I just touched on, has some value as a point streamer. And then 10, Taylor Horton Tucker, who, again, you can stream in this short term because he's putting up some really good numbers. Let's now flick across and have a look at DFS Wednesday. We've got 10 games on. All right, so we've got a busy Wednesday here in the NBA with 10 games on. First game is the Nets and the Pacers. The Nets are three and a half point favorites here, and the total's 232. Jeremy Lamb is questionable once again for Indiana, while Blake Griffin and Kevin Durant will be out. Uh, Milwaukee and Philadelphia, it is a back-to-back for the Sixers here, so Joel Embiid obviously remains out. No other news and any other rests or anything like that, while Milwaukee is pretty clear in terms of injuries. The Kings and the Wizards. The Wizards are three-point favorites. The total's 245.5. An absolute monster total in this one. The Kings, obviously no Marvin Bagley, while Hassan Whiteside is questionable, so it could be huge minutes for Rashawn Holmes. Remember, Chemezi Meto is also out. The Wizards, no Ish Smith, but uh, Davis Bertans is probable, and Hal Neto is questionable in that one. The Raptors and the Pistons, big changes here. The Raptors will be welcoming back Pascal Siakam, most likely. He is questionable. Fred VanVleet is doubtful, and OG Ananobi is out with the COVID returns there. For Detroit, Dennis Smith, he's questionable coming out of protocol, so how he works in terms of DeLon Wright remains to be seen, but uh, Wayne Ellington's not there, and Rodney Magruder has also popped up as questionable, so he could get a lot of Wright and Smith combinations in that backcourt. The Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers back-to-back for both of these teams. Now, I don't expect to see Kevin Love here for Cleveland. I also don't expect to see Kemba Walker playing for Boston. So do we get Jeff Teague starting, or do they go with uh, Peyton Pritchard? Or do they start Marcus Smart there? There is no Tristan Thompson, most likely as well, as he's dealing with the health and safety protocols, while Torian Prince at this stage is questionable. 
Warriors and Rockets. The Warriors, they're fine in terms of injuries. The Rockets, well, we Victor Oladipo is not going to play. John Wall's not going to play, but we could get House and Wood returning. We also might get Macklemore. There's also Rowdy Rodion's Kurooks who could come in. They need one of those four, House, Wood, Kurooks, and Macklemore to play. Otherwise, they will not have eight healthy players, and they will have to forfeit the game uh, or get it postponed or whatever, whatever it is the NBA is doing these days. But considering none of them are COVID, they're all injury-related, I would could it be a forfeit scenario? I don't know what they do in that spot. But one of Housewood, Kurox, and Macklemore needs to be active for this game to go ahead. Keep an eye on that. But it means with no Oladipo, no wall, you're going to have big Kevin Porter stuff. How Wood goes, now Wood will be on minutes restriction when he comes back, so watch that as well. How that affects Patton and Kenyon Martin and Jay Sean Tate remains to be seen. Even the return of uh, Daniel House in that scenario. The Spurs and the Bulls, no, uh, DeMar DeRozan's out for San Antonio, so is Keita Bates Diop. Well, for the Bulls, they're okay in terms of injuries too, except for Garrett Temple. The Hornets and the Nuggets, no Gary Harris, no Monty Morris for Denver, so Barton, Porter, uh, they will start uh, alongside Paul Millsap uh, and Jokic and Murray, of course. While the Hornets, no injuries to be concerned about there. The Heat and the Grizzlies, Bam Adebayo return today. Uh, the Heat are two-point favorites in their back-to-back here. 221 is the total. We don't know about Avery Bradley, where he sits. While for the Grizzlies, I, I do expect a rotation change or a lineup change. I expect Allen to start for Bain, but I, I don't know that yet. And then the last game is the Clippers and the Mavericks. Serge Ibaka missed last game. He's questionable, of course, if he is out. We're loading up on Ivica Zubats. And then Dwight Powell missed last game for Dallas. He's questionable with an illness. The Clippers are two and a half point favorites. The total is 227. Now, if you look on FanDuel at where the value lies, you have to love Karis LeVert at 4,400. Immense value. I like Wiseman. I like Tony Bradley. I like DeAndre Jordan a little bit. I like um, Thomas Sadoransky a ton. Uh, Joe Harris is not bad value at 3,800. I like Daniel Ty. Derek White, Marcus Morris, who starts again for the Clippers, Drew Holiday, Jakob Pertl, Isaiah Stewart, Andrew Wiggins, DeLon Wright, Miles Turner, Kevin Porter, Thad Young, Will Barton, Michael Porter, and Rashawn Holmes. There's some good FanDuel values there. Guys, don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up, leave a comment down below, ring the little ding-a-ling bell so that you uh, always see when a video comes out, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.